Uh, my bottom, my bottom, Adam. Uh-oh. My bottom hurts. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you riding an elephant yesterday? Uh, close. I, I had my uh, prostate exam uh, this this past week, man. It was, you know, I mean, it's awkward as these things kind of get, right? I know, um, especially because you don't need them anymore. But you're still like, doctor, I want you to stick it up there. Just, just check. Just, yeah, I mean, sometimes we just go just for the experience, right? <laughs> just for tradition. No, but let me, let me let me paint you a picture, dude. So I'm like, I'm there on the examination mm-hmm. bed, turned over, as you will. Yeah, it's already awkward for the both of us. So the doctor comes in, you know, he grabs a pair of gloves, you know, snaps them on, and then he, you know, then he's then he's thinking out loud. I can hear him. He's like, "All right, Steve, this is your first prostate exam. Don't get an erection." And I'm like, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, my name's not Steve. He's like, no, 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 that's my name. Um, <laughs> oh, he's talking to himself. Yeah, okay. you get it? Because he likes putting fingers up people's butts. He gets erections. I'm sorry to hear that. Not my strongest <laughs> joke, but... Uh... <laughs> It's just, it's just disturbing. It's just more disturbing than funny. Oh wait. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I mean, or is that you what you were going disturbing? For? No, you say you say disturbing. I say like erotic, but you know, tomato, you tomato. Dist- yeah. You say disturbing. I say erotic. <laughs> disturbing, <laughs> erotic. <laughs> welcome oh, man. to episode three eight three, folks. Welcome to the show. Uh, we are going to be talking uh, a track by. We're going to be doing a track by track. Of um uh, a, a unique album from a unique gal who writes unique music for unique folks such as you and me. We're talking about Flux by Poppy. This is gonna this I believe this is our first Poppy track by track. Um, Adam, of course, has gone. Uh, he's he's dive deep into Poppy. Deep dive. Deep deep dive into <laughs> Poppy. And uh, I mean, you can take that sentence as ever, however you feel. But uh, you know, because of no. that. You know, we're we're kind of like resident uh, Poppy fans here at the Skinny, so we're we're super excited for uh, this album, and uh, we'll be doing, sharing our thoughts on that. We got the uh, we got we, we there's also some other albums that came out uh, last Friday that we'll be sharing our thoughts on, and then of course we got some super best friends at the end. And Adam's been checking out an artist that uh, has has been on both of our kind of like listen to list for a long time and you know adam it's it's finally time for you to check out nine inch nails and you did it it's weird but i'll talk more about them later on absolutely so yeah we got a nice because there's like a there's historical factors here that's true when it comes to listening to to stuff from the 90s highly influential artist who has gone on and uh you know influenced musicians and bands that we have grown to love and you know, of course, uh, right. Trent Reznor has gone on and start, started like filming movies. And now, most recently, he um, produced and did the music for Halsey's late, latest album as well. So, yeah, I think now's the right. perfect time to check out some Nine Inch Nails. I, I think so, too. I mean, it's going to be a long journey and I'm not going to easily be able to just like digest three albums every week. Absolutely not. Yeah. Especially with the length of some so, of these albums. <laughs> I know, because like. One of the like, there's that there's that four albums in one one, and then there's at least one other double album in there. So uh, yeah, it's it's going to be quite the dive. Yeah, it's so so strap yourself in, folks. So and I, I hope I hope the audience won't mind us like tagging 
Nine Inch Nails every single week for the foreseeable future. <laughs> but uh, I hope that's okay. Adam, how's your week been before we get started on some of these records? Um, how has the week been? It's all a blur I again. Know. I go to I go to work. I come home. There's a lot of screaming. And then I say, then then I interact with my children. And then and then you open the door and then you walk in. <laughs> and then there's more screaming. And then I went to the zoo again yesterday. Actually, I think I had been quite some time since I had been to the zoo before. Was it so a couple months ago you went that, to the zoo, or that was just your family was, that went to the zoo and you stayed home? It's more so. There was that. Oh man, that was an incredible like three days. <laughs> they all went to San Diego, and I I stayed home and didn't go to San Diego with them. It was just like do 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 do, gonna make all the noise I want in the morning. Live in like, the dream, like, dude. Take, take, take out my coffee grounds and be like, bam, bam, against the against the trash can. <laughs> oh man, it was like I, I didn't like have any regard for anything. It I know, incredible. You didn't have to. You didn't have to get a spoon to like gingerly, you know, nudge the nudge the grounds along into the. Okay, guys, <laughs> single file line into the trash can. Right. Just like lightly dump them out and just shake, shake. But no, I was like, bam, bam. I got all of you fuckers out into the trash can. Nothing, nothing in the, into the sink. You know, when I opened like the sliding glass door on my shower, it like, I, I just like threw it open. Cause you know, if you throw it open, it goes, clunk, 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 clunk. But you, you, you know, most morning I'm just like. <laughs> you have to climb over lucky, the shower door to get, to avoid the noise. <laughs> And if I'm lucky, there's no three-year-old child there waiting for me, just sitting there on her on her belly with her feet up in the air behind her <laughs> and her little little hands underneath her chin, <laughs> staring into the shower while I'm there. And now, like I like when Nora would do that, I could see her because we had like we didn't have that film on our shower. The frosted thing. the frosted glass kind yeah. of filter. The f- the frosted tips. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> So I would see her like, just like, hello, I'm in, I'm in the bathroom and it's, you know, 5am and like, hello, just staring at my naked dad in the shower. Cause like, that's a thing. I don't know why. Because we love our know. parents so much. We can't <laughs> be without our parents. So then I could like poke my head out and be like, go back to bed. And then she's like, ah! slam door, slam door, cut wrist, cut wrist, you know, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's for um, her now, and her therapist to deal with later, you know. <laughs> now I can't see. So like. Every morning is just like an incredibly like heightened, frightening moment of like, is there a child behind this glass door? And usually there isn't, but that one day there was. And like, hi, daddy. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It's literally like five ten in the morning, and you're just laying here. And then I went like, go back to bed, and she just went, woke up everybody in the house. And so I just like I had to just stand there and like get dressed. And while she just stood there and screamed and like, this is my life. There's mm. nothing wrong. Everybody should have children. Like everybody needs children because they, they promote, um, they promote something. What's the word? Is it a shortened lifespan and rage homicidal rage? Is that what, what more we need more of in this world? Because, um, that's, that's, that's usually what children as if uh, people weren't induce. already stressed out and wound up enough these days. Right. We just need our own family members to do it for us. <laughs> no, I'm well, sorry to hear that, there. man. I'm yeah. not stressed. I'm not stressed out or wound up at all. 
Uh, but hopefully this weekend we'll you know we'll have a good time. Spend your birthday at a at a brand new football stadium. They're gonna open the doors Ooh, just for right. you, dude. Like they're gonna let you. You know, like when you buy a new electronic device and you get to peel that film, yes. it feels so fucking good. Like you get to do that yes. with a football stadium, dude. Isn't that exciting? And they'll be like, right this way, sir. Oh no, a little bit higher. Oh right. Oh not not this level, sir. This the next <laughs> level up. And like, oh sorry, sir. No, one more level up. Oh, you see that very last row in the very very back row W? Yep, that's your seat, sir. And your friendly your your friendly Asian fan who's borrowing your L.A. Chargers shirt. He gets to sit right next to you. Nice. <laughs> hey, but better the than other... us, you know, sitting like a stadium across from another, right? And then calling each other on the phone, like, "Hey, Adam, right. did you see that play?" That was a good play. That was all right, bro. So the other seventy thousand two hundred and forty nine people can sit lower than you. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. So, as my mother in law pointed out, you just have the same angle of the game as you do when you watch it on TV. But the the true the tr- the joke there is that we don't. We're actually further away than the TV camera would be. Mm-hmm. So you know. Uh, we're probably not going to go back anytime soon. This is all for the experience. But the real joy, but the real LA chargers were the friends you made along the way though, Adam. (laughs) And on your birthday, is is there anything better in the world than Sunday morning in Inglewood? I mean, in all reality, isn't that where you always wanted to be? Isn't that where you always saw your adult life? Well, ever since I started listening to let live. Yeah. That's (laughs) fever. Three, three, three fever. Whoever, whoever mentioned Inglewood. Yeah. Yes, but I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Though. Yes. Yeah, I've never been to a f- professional football. I've never been to any football game. Oh no, that's not true. I went to a high school one just to try to court a girl I liked in high school. Didn't work. Ooh, nice. <laughs> so I, I'm very <laughs> resentful work. towards like football games. So <laughs> it's all so the bar is low. Is what I'm trying to say. But you know, okay. I get to go with my best friend. It's his birthday. I'm gonna buy him lunch. We're gonna pay way too much for tickets and parking. But you know what? Again, yes. the friends we made along the way. That's the real LA right. Chargers. And hopefully, I mean, there hasn't been a game there without a brawl that's broken out. Ooh. So hopefully we'll be right in, in the middle of that. There Apparently hasn't when the Cowboys been one were in without town, a brawl? Right. Whoa. <laughs> There's been plenty of bloodshed for every single game so far. Um, so hopefully we'll get to see some of that. Apparently two weeks ago when the Cowboys were there against the Chargers, um, Cowboy fans were fighting each other Oh, from what I read. <laughs> So that's that's entertaining. Well, I mean, you know, those Texas people, you know. I know. They're just like, I want an abortion. No, you can't have an abortion. Let's fight. We that. already said no to the abortions. Uh, right. We, 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 I mean, COVID has reproductive rights in Texas, but, you know, apparently women don't. But, you know, our Cincinnati, well, remember, our Cincinnati fans all wound up too? Or like, what's going on in Cincinnati? Cleveland, Mike. Cleveland. No. Cleveland. Yeah. Cincinnati, Cleveland. That's what I meant. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. They're the the Cincinnati Browns. Yes. <laughs> I don't know dates, okay? As far as I know, everybody in Cleveland hates life, so it's going to be a very wound up crowd okay. as well. Cool. I mean, I hated life when I was there. But we're but all that was I was 15. We're all going to be there showing proof of vaccination, which makes me feel, you know, a little bit better about being around There's that. no way that they're they're going to get away with that. I mean, they're it's gonna, it's gonna be like security at Woodstock '99. Like you vaccinated, okay? You vaccinated, good. You vaccinated, go. Absolutely, yeah. So, do you have do you I have an LA Chargers them. mask I can wear? <laughs> I just can't imagine like like somebody paying 
you know, more money than what I've already paid. And then going all the way down there to be, to then be like, Oh, you don't have proof of vaccination. Sorry. You got, you got to go. Like that's just not going to happen. Yeah. But (laughs) thanks for the money. Yeah. (laughs) So, But we'll, we'll wait to see. Yeah. I mean, football fans are a whole different breed than San Diego Padre fans. So So you get to a whole, whole new side of things. Yeah. We'll talk about it off air too, but I don't know if you want to do like a, you know, a road trip episode or something, record something on the way over there. It's going to be a, you know, seven hour trip from, our Southern California <laughs> town to another Southern California yes. town of, you know, Inglewood. So, you know, we have, we have lots of time to burn. So if you want to do an episode on the road, we can, we can come up with something, I suppose. Right. I know. I mean, I'm sure Jason Butler will already be there so we can just say hi to him. Mm-hmm. When we get there. We can tell him how he lied to us back in 2016. I know he's just standing on the corner waiting to be like, oppressed in one way or another oh stop it oh stop (laughs) it be nice i'm just saying you don't go to inglewood ever if you want to have like like a a normal just day (laughs) there's nothing (laughs) nothing about that city is ever normal i would imagine it's like colton but like 10 times bigger (laughs) underlying like society like you know uh, systemic issues regarding those things that we won't get into today because i'm pretty (laughs) sure every time i mention something about like conservatives being assholes and christian nationalists being assholes i'm sure we lose a subscriber every single time you know what good riddance and keeping track (laughs) oh i'm I'm, i keep fair i keep i keep close eye on the numbers uh, on our very plateaued numbers (laughs) hey speaking of which folks uh maybe if you if you enjoy the show uh you could do us a favor and like, you know, uh, on whatever app that you're using this on or listening to this on, maybe you take like a minute or so to like review us in app. It's very simple. I've done it. And, uh, you know, and also if you really want to help us out, you can also let people know that we're around. If you have friends or family or someone, you know, that likes this type of music that we talk to talk about, or maybe you just might enjoy the show, you know, forward it their way tag them in a post we're on twitter you can you can you can tweet at them we're at the skinny pod and if you want to really 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 get to know us well (laughs) send a three by five but now uh, we have a we have a discord that as of last week actually works I actually went back into oh, the man. feed, into like the, the the RSS feed and like reposted the working link. So um so thankfully, like if people go and check about check out like a past episode and be like, oh, you know what? That's it. I'm joining the Discord, then hopefully it works. But uh, make sure that you refresh your <laughs> feed. Anyway, anyway, uh there's a Discord <laughs> invite if you want to join us uh as well. You know, talk to us in between Dis- episodes. It'd be it'd be fun. Discord is popping off. Woohoo! There's so many there's so many poppers over there. We got sometimes. Well, we do we talk, have some we poppers. Sad things, unfortunately. Yeah, go ahead. We talk about sad things sometimes on there too. Sometimes we so, talk uh, about sad you know. things. You know, the, we, we we do. Speaking of which, the uh, the the poppers are popping on Discord, uh, but we also have some lurkers over there as well. And if that's if that's what you want to do, that's perfectly fine too. We're happy. To, we're just happy to have you. Um, with that out of the way, Adam, we listen to some albums before we get into um, the big track by track for this week that we that we decided right. to do uh where do you want to start off my friend we have a we, we have a small handful of uh albums that we were looking forward to and i think you know i'm looking at the, the rest of the year um and my release calendar here i mean other than some stuff that i'm like oh cool i'll check that out i, I think this is the last week of like the big stuff 
As far as I could tell, I mean, you got some some random things that were like, oh, we'll check that out just for the hell of it. Yeah, like that just because we like their stuff in the. Album. I mean, Don Broco is probably the last like big one. I think you know oh, Don Broco is like the big, yeah. you know, a band that like all of us seem to enjoy. You know, they delayed it because of you know useless vinyls. <laughs> but uh, that's so stupid. Yeah, but uh, anyway, in <laughs> October is still kind of a busy um, release window. But uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, and we got. Brian Fallon releasing like a, a, a Christmas slash hymns cover uh, album in uh, the beginning of November uh, slant plant in November as well. But other than that, you know, not, uh, not, 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 <laughs> and, not too and, big, too much big stuff. Right. I had to go back and listen to Don Broco because I was so angry with them. And I quickly <laughs> was reminded why, why I love them so much. All three of those albums are so good. They are very so, good. Uh, that was fun. And then we got some, some gold necklace. We haven't talked about that we haven't talked about kurt travis projects in a while oh yeah that's right i mean his many many projects of what what is this one now called gold necklace you said yes that's <laughs> what i wrote down i think i think that's the right name <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't i actually did not write this down in my spreadsheet do you have the release date uh, on that november 12th okay vibe with me vibe with I'm sure me, it'll okay. be another another 35 minute kurt travis album yeah and then we'll never hear from this band or yeah this- yeah, this music ever again, right? Because what happened to Royal Coda? They had such a great album, like, was it t- two years ago? 2019? Yeah. And then the... Or 2018. I think it was 2018 that that one came out. Yeah, and what and was the other nothing. one? Eternity Forever, right? Yes. Yeah. That was like 2017. Jeez Louise, Kurt Travis. But anyway. Uh, yeah, so, so we have this that. This will just be yet another one. Yep. Add it to the list. And then Bullet for My Valentine. The heaviest album they ever wrote. They took Whoa. they took our uh, criticisms from the last album mm-hmm. and decided to make the heaviest album ever. There's sixty percent unclean vocals, which is the most they've ever done, <laughs> according to an article I read. <laughs> they said that in an article. They're sixty yes. percent screaming. Wow, it's sixty forty. Like, that's, that's the most we've ever done. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> I don't know. That's so we'll dumb. never know. And if there's one song in there that's not about breaking up with a girl, then you know, I guess, I guess, egg is on my face. Well, but. dude, like the name of the band <laughs> is just the living embodiment of breaking up with a girl, and you're and, and also I'm a, I'm that's an edge lord. <laughs> that's right. So um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Something's got to change. This is album seven. Yeah. So you know, it's a lot of stuff going into these october and november albums like with kind of low to moderate expectations i mean say for don broco but you know hoping that these albums are are are, you know much better than what we expect going into them but uh adam uh i really i really thought we'd have bring me the horizon before the end of october yeah yeah i guess that leak i guess that kind of leak post was uh i mean maybe they delayed it for the vinyl who knows but (laughs) but uh yeah i guess that was bad information so um yeah Oh yeah! By the way, just real quick, "Bullet for My Valentine" album delayed because of the vinyl as well. It was supposed to come out in October, and here it is, November fifth. Not that I cared that much about that one because I'm not excited about that album, really. Are you kidding? But still, it's it's happening. No, this oh you were the you were the god. one that told me about this. Oh god! Because you you thought I already you thought I was already like hyped on this this album. Oh no! I had because no like I thought October twenty second was the was the pushed date. Okay. No, it was supposed to come out October twenty second, and oh. then pushed to the fifth. Oh well. So it's who who even cares anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just going to have to accept this that I shouldn't get excited about release dates 
if they're just going to have to get pushed back a month. I mean, overall. those of us who follow video games are also are also very used to this. Like, whatever a game oh, comes yeah. out with a trailer, it's like, oh, it's definitely coming out November twenty twenty one. Expect to come. Ex- expect for it to come out the following summer, because like, that, that's just the nature of the video games industry. And so now that that's leaked into my other favorite hobby, listening to new music. Great. <laughs> I mean, how many video games do they have to put on vinyl? I mean, I can't believe it takes it takes up that much time. Yeah, that's the problem because there's never enough. Like, <laughs> vinyl can only hold so much information, and you know, games are getting right. so big these days. You know, <laughs> shout I out know, to you the have to, like, Put it on the turntable. Put it on the turntable. Mm-hmm. Plug it into your TV. I mean, that, that seems confusing. Yeah, it's very but hard whatever, to like if, fick it, fick it, fick it, like while you're holding a controller too. <laughs> so it's you know, video games are very complicated. You know. <laughs> I know, I know, but at least you have something to pass down to your children because that's what they want is your vinyl collection. Mm-hmm. Useless shit like the new Don Broco album. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yeah, what? Doom, my dad has the seventh bullet for my Valentine <laughs> album on vinyl. He handed it down to me when he died in that tragic blimp accident. <laughs> Dude, you don't you remember in the year 2022 when blimps were the when blimps were all the rage? Yeah, I know, bro. That was back when but that was back when COVID-22 like wiped decimated like 97% of the population. Anyway, back to the salt mines. <laughs> this album's going to be worth so much I don't know what what's going to be currency in, in, in at that time. Uh, <laughs> goat urine, goat, goat urine. urine. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what a great future we look forward to. Oh, Not me. I'll be dead. Adam, what do you think of <laughs> this? Is how the world ends by Bad Flower. Very I apropos. I thought this was. I thought this was a fun album. Yeah, it had its moments, really right? Cool. I mean, like it's it started to grow yeah. on me throughout the throughout the week, which is good, you know, which is, which which was which, which is what you want an album to do. You know, it does have its yes. cringe like we like we brought up uh in last week's episode, but yeah. I know. I mean, like I, I, I Stalker was just one of those songs where you're like I I don't think I'm ever going to like this mm-hmm. kind of song. And it's like, well, they've tried to make it interesting. I get the 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 the, the I don't know, whatever behind it, like talking about the incels mm-hmm. so um like I, I he's not talking about himself like being this kind of demented freak he's uh, talking I hope about not. other yeah. people being demented freaks and blaming others for their problems mm-hmm. so it, it's it's interesting like there i i put this lyrical content like the way that you don't have to dig deeper for the meaning behind all of his lyrics the same way like with frank turner where it's like everything is right there so I'm not. I can't put them on the same level. Like they're writing about the same type of things. No, no. But it's w- like which is also you, you know what each song is about. Yeah, but at least what Frank Turner writes about it, you know, it hits you in the feels and it's emotional. And yes. yeah, it's not covered. It's not shrouded in mystery or metaphor or anything. But like at least what he exactly. talks about is like important subject matter or something relatable. Right. Not so much like hey, man, incels are fucking stupid, right? <laughs> man, fuck boys <laughs> suck. <laughs> and there's some like like stuff like machine gun is a is a pretty cool song mm-hmm. I, I thought the single uh, don't hate know. me is actually a very fun song as well i like that one as well, well the, oh man that's an incredible song yeah. i thought um and family was a really good song yeah and i, I liked i like the closer my funeral that's a good I, one I, yeah i love it it's all just like woe is me woe is me and it's like you know what i should shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is, like, I, which is i just thought that was cool. a cool yeah, f- <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so um, yeah, I thought overall a, a, another good album from them. Not great, but it was it was it was pretty good. Yeah, if you kind of add up all of like the great moments of there, it it definitely outweighs all of like the cringy kind of like oh I don't know about this, but you know I'm gonna give it a pass because it is being ironic. So like th- those moments are definitely like outweighed. So that 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 that's a plus for this is how the world ends. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it shakes mm-hmm. out by the end of the year. You know, it, this was something that I looked forward to and it, 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 it met my expectations. I think, you know, I, you know, all, all I really wanted was that unlike in the album, okay, I'm sick. There was no like, and then the daddy came in and then he touched the daughter. And you know, so I didn't want any more of those songs. right? <laughs> I know that was the great thing about adolescent love where he was like, I wanted to rescue this girl from her, her abusive father. And then it was like, but her dad wasn't an asshole at all. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's right. <laughs> Some dads are not assholes. Yeah. You know, except me and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and that song, you know, I know we poked fun at it on discord this past week, but like, it does have that sense of irony where like, you know, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to create my, epic teenage romance in my head like all the movies and music has taught me that i'm supposed to have but like sometimes the reality like sometimes people are just normal (laughs) you know (laughs) sometimes things are not like this epic poetry that you're expecting right so it was kind of fun to explore that yeah um we should talk real quick lonely the brave oh yeah the by we all swallow yeah we're right so we will be talking about that let's go ahead and talk about that right now actually because uh you know we've got because it's the a bye week, we've got like you know two weeks with it. But you know, because it's uh, you know one album, uh, you know it's very easy to digest. So yeah, "Lonely the Brave," a noun, the noun album. Yeah. I know. I thought it was more of an adverb. The adverb, verb, the noun, right? No, adverb, the <laughs> adverb, the adjective. A very strange right. adverb, the adjective type <laughs> band. <laughs> And I'm just saying the only reason I know the name of this band is because I'm looking at it on my phone right now. All week long, I would be listening to this album and I'm like, lone, like lonely the day, loner <laughs> of the, I, I seriously like could not remember the name of this band because that's mm-hmm. not a complete sentence right there. No. It's lonely the brave. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. But anyway. But I love this album. <laughs> but this is a good album. It is. This album's great. Yeah. They they are from I think uh, I gave it. yeah they're they're from the UK uh, they have the and how would you describe their music? Um, it's very emo revival. I get mostly like Moose Blood, kind of like uh, what do we call it Midwest punk Americana like that kind of vibe. Yeah, but, as told through the lens the from a band from things. Cambridge, you know. Right. So, um, but yeah, definite Moose Blood vibes, probably right around the time Moose Blood was becoming a thing as well. These bands basically are robbing each other's style. True. Um, yeah. Everyone's kind of doing I, their own interpretation of it. But this band knows how to not, you know, do things wrong with underage girls. <laughs> that that we know of. Yes. But um, yeah, dude, <laughs> like they just had a new album. They, they just had a new album this year. That's correct. Yeah. And that's something that we should probably go check out. Uh, the album's called, yes. or the album we listened to for by we all Swally was the day's war, which is their first studio album. And then they have, they've had three right. since then uh, things will matter from 2016. And then the hopeless, uh, I, I like that. The hopeless. That's a cool uh, play on oh. words uh, from 2021. That came out in January 20 of uh, 20, January 22nd. Right. So I'll probably need to give those ones a spin. Time to revive the year, list. Obviously, but that's okay. 
that's okay. Yes. So yes, I enjoyed this. It gave me strong moose blood vibes, but in a in a better way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty consistent. The track back roads track two always hit me in the fields. Well, it's track it three, but uh, it's easy to away. think it's track two because oh, there's the intro. Yeah. Ah, damn it, intros. Yeah, there's only eleven songs on this album, mm-hmm. but there's fourteen tracks, so that's fine. There's some great stuff on here. Check it out whatever i'm not your mother <laughs> yeah uh, like adam said it's very consistent as well um uh and the songwriting is very picturesque which is something that i always appreciate with this style of music um you know i like i like feeling like the lyrics are taking me somewhere else or you know telling me a story that i can vividly imagine in my head and um that's basically what this whole album does to you it gives you like this very 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 mellow chill um even though the even though the music is kind of, you know, upbeat and up tempo, like this kind of mellow, chill vibe, and um, you know, with very, 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 very good, like, like soaring parts. And um, one of the yes. one of the nitpicks that, um, you know, not just me, but like, you know, a, a, another listener over on Discord kind of pointed out is that there isn't really like a set song structure for most of these um, songs. So it just kind of goes from part to part to part to part, like it is just kind of telling a story. So you know, if you hear a song that you like and like, you know, there's like, oh, wow, what a cool, you know, block of music for like a minute or so. Like that could be the chorus. Don't expect to hear that part again, you know? So, so I mean, <laughs> while it, while that's really cool from a storytelling perspective, like from a songwriting perspective, like sometimes you want to hear those, you know, quote unquote choruses over and over again. And, you know, an album like this, even though that's not what it's going for, you know, that's, it's, it, it's still it's still successful in what it is. And that like was something I didn't even notice until you guys brought it up. And then I re-listened to the album again. And I'm like, I, I don't miss that. Like whatever for me, the, the way it's laid out is just, it just works. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's one of the strengths of this album too. Cause you know, the, because the right. songwriting and the musicianship are so consistent and so good, like Adam said, like we don't, you don't, you end up not, not missing it because you just get lost in the good storytelling and the great musicianship. So, yeah, a great win, great pick. You know, a band I've, I, I don't think neither of us have heard heard of before, right? No, never. Yeah, so yeah, great pick from uh from our friend Thomas over on Discord, and uh, this coming Monday I think it's his turn to nominate somebody else. So yeah, great great pick. So thank you again for that recommendation. We we could go every other week. You know, we if we no don't want to make this the we by we. We stop. Swally. I know. Stop <laughs> ruining the title, man. <laughs> we worked really hard on that title. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Sleep Token because that it's that's it, a good album. It is time. It's long. Yeah, it is. It's it feels it's long. Yeah, it's like forty something minutes, right? I think fifty-ish. I think I never really timed it all together. Okay. It seemed to be maybe a little over fifty, but this was interesting. Because I thought it just sounded like Don Broco, but very slowed down. Very and I'm just ambient, like, well, they're just British. Yeah. Ambient. And did you listen to the first album, right? Sundowning? Yes. So I was recommended okay. uh, Sundowning uh, sometime in 2020 from a friend of mine. And um, he recommended it to me on, on, on Instagram or something. I was sharing some songs. Who is this friend? Who is, who is this friend, Mike? I thought uh, you only had a certain friend. How dare anyway, I? Anyway, that's fine. That's How fine. dare I? I know. How dare I? <laughs> I know. Whatever. No, he, Whatever. Uh, you, uh, you, 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 you haven't met him, but uh, he's 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 a guitarist from a, a band I like. 
Um, but uh, anyway, so he, he recommended this to me after I shared a song that had like a similar kind of tone to it on Instagram. And then um, so I then I was rec- then I was introduced to Sleep Token through that song. And then I checked out Sundowning and I was like, wow, look, and I re- read up on them and how like there was this concept band of like a kind of <laughs> cult members who worship the god Sleep. And like they're yes. not and they're like an, an anonymous collective. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> It was a very bizarre uh, concept, but I'll I'll go with it. Yeah, I, I can I can dig it. What makes that concept kind of cool oh too, and not like super in your face, is that it doesn't bleed. It doesn't bleed heavily into the music or the albums. The albums are just kind of like really good, a collection of like really good songs in this in like a ebb and flow kind of kind of manner. As long as as, as well, sorry, as you know, when when you're talking about like musical tones. But like, yeah, it, it doesn't like every song is not about like, and then sleep took over <laughs> my life. Like, it's not like that. Right. So <laughs> um, is the first album similar to this one? Uh, the, the first album like, is actually totally... kind of a little bit more up tempo. There, there is those ambient tones mm-hmm. where okay. like this song is going to be like kind of in your metalcore vein with like some gent mm-hmm. like um with some gent elements, but like this song has like a very slow, methodical, almost kind of, almost like kind of like a choirish type of uh, tone to it. So it does have like those things where not every song sounds like they belong to the same band. Um, but hmm. I, I would say Sundowning's a little bit more up tempo than uh, This Place Will Be Your Tomb is. Okay. Well, This Place Will Be Your Tomb, I, I enjoyed it. it, it even though it's slow and, and ambiotic, um, I still enjoyed a fair amount of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was hoping you I didn't would jump too. Into the yeah. lyrics or anything. I was I was kind yeah, of wondering like, if this was going to be like something that's up your alley because it is a little high concepty. Uh, you know, and 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 and, and it, I, I can see it being jarring to people how like you know this is like a really good like alternative rock alternative metal song and then like it and then it turns into like chorus chanting. <laughs> so did, right. uh, did the did the pacing of the album like sit well with you at least yeah like it doesn't feel 50 some odd minutes yeah it feels it, like it goes by relatively quickly it breezes it's paced good and uh yeah I, I i don't know how else to describe it except that and it was it went into my alley and, and it just like it felt really good going up my alley nice so i appreciated that <laughs> question do you think the lead singer <laughs> is an artist we are already familiar with? That's what I was wondering while I was listening to this. I'm like, it almost just sounds like I just kept on thinking like, man, this is the lead singer of Don Broco doing another project. <laughs> there, there's no way around that. Yeah, it does just sound very slowing similar. Slowing everything right? down because it's very opposite of that band. Yeah. But um, that, that's the only one I could think of. But then there's other bands that sound moose bloody and lonely the day brave brave the day yeah like like they, they could they, they could easily be the lead singer of this band <laughs> i was thinking too because like so. i've seen live footage of this band performing um and they have a high production value like they have like you know projectors mm-hmm. and then they have like um you know there's like on stage elements as well and of course they're all in costume and they all look cultish and stuff like that so right like I, I, I wonder if like if this was like Don Broco in disguise or at least the lead singer of Don Broco with like some other musicians, like would a label give them that budget? Like I want, it has to be someone like kind of big. And I was thinking like, I mean, it's a, 
It's a label called Spine Farm, I, and they're from Finland. Interesting. Mainly for heavy metal artists. I don't think they're worried about Okay, it I didn't look into the label, but um, <laughs> d- d- is there anybody on Spine... Let's, let's look it up. Is there anybody on Spine Farm that we recognize? Mm, yeah. Dayshell, Dra- Dragon Force. Anti-Flag, Atreyu. Oh, yeah, so these are kind of like... These are big-ish bands. Seether. Seether, Mike. Wow, Seether's still making music, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we came as Romans are so, labeled on them for the for the European stuff. Oh, so, I mean, they've day, so they have money and day day seeker and day shell. Oh, my favorite is day shell. Wow, what a band! Day shell curve. <laughs> day seek shell. Yeah, so this, and this children of bottom. Yeah, there we children go. They, so they sound like they have some money. So, like, I wonder if mm, like if this was the lead singer of Don Broco or you know a smaller band like that would would they be given the budget to do these interesting things and keep their identity secret and go on tour like like one day we're gonna find out who these members are so i wonder if like it'll be like it'll blow our minds or something oh it's it's actually the lead singer of like imagine dragons you know like he always wanted to write (laughs) like heavy music (laughs) i'm gonna go with it's it's rory and shaley just putting it all together makes sense yeah that that's a lot less (laughs) exciting but that's probably the truth (laughs) (laughs) So this was a good one. Thank you for recommending it to the guys from, from the guys. Um, and I will be listening to sundowning in the coming weeks. Very cool, dude. Very cool. And yeah, so that, that kind of does it for the, um, the, the bigger stuff. Like, but you also checked out the sincere engineer after hearing a bunch of us Man. talking about it over in discord, of course. Right. Right. And that was, that was fun. And then she ended up on lead singer syndrome this week. I saw that. I did and not that, listen to it, but did, did you check it out? Don't, don't I, I mean, the first maybe, I don't know. There's a weird vibe going on between that the two of them during that interview. So, like, uncomfortable. I don't recommend it too much. Yeah, like she's. I don't know. It was weird. I don't like interviews anyway. Does she like? But, um, was at she least like I, too, I learned. Did she seem like she was too nervous? Like she didn't want to be there. Or? Right, okay. but that she was also high at the same time. Oh, cool. So it was like that weird, un- uncomfortable, like high laughing and then shane is like trying to like maintain his shane about it mm-hmm. to, to like ground her and she's just like all over the place so <laughs> it took like it took like 40 minutes for them to like calm down and then the whole interview was like after commercials it was literally maybe 42 minutes altogether interesting <laughs> so, okay but i mean i i there's nothing for her to really talk about other than the fact that she still has a job and talking about her job working with animals or something and that she was going to be a dentist and she decided to not be a dentist. And then, but anyway, bless my psyche is an incredible album. I'll just leave it at that. Yes. Yes. It, it very much is. And it's a very, it was a cool recommendation again from our discord, join our discord. Uh, and yeah, a band we never heard of up and coming artists from the sounds of it. And Adam, you mentioned as well, I don't know if they go into this uh, in the lead singer syndrome episode, but you know, she, she was like the solo songwriter for a little while in the first album. That's what my understanding is. And now she, and then she kind of formed a band around her, but apparently the sincere engineer has been like her, it was like her, you know, MySpace name for going way back. So it's just like a name she's kept for all these years. It's a good name. And so it turned it into a whole band thing. And you know, it's got your, your, your fun, like I'm, I'm hopeless, ridiculous person who's just always going to be doing bad things and um it turns it into beautiful midwestern 
emo-ish sounding art. You throw in some accordion and organ elements, give it that Counting Crows vibe. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and a good you know storytelling about being a miserable piece of crap. <laughs> Pretty much everybody that I think lives in Chicago feels like everything about them is a miserable piece of crap. Mm-hmm. So, so most of these songs are it. most of these songs are played in like high schools in Chicago uh, <laughs> just because it's so relatable. Right. And then she says on the on the interview that she loves being from Chicago and she loves the city. So whatever. Yeah. Um, Everybody who comes from a miserable fucking place like always says that they love that miserable fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> so I enjoyed Bless My Sp- Psyche. I know Daniel said that the opening track is like in contention for song of the year. It's a very good opening that's, track. That's a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. I'm listening to her first album from 2017, Rombithian, mm-hmm. um, which sounds almost exactly the same. Um, so if anybody jumps into that one, probably enjoy it just as much. I've only heard it like five times now. Yeah. And it, it seems to be right in the same element. So she, it's not like she did some huge evolution cool. in four years. Well, that's kind of but the uh, know, like, trap the, of, um, not trap, but like that's kind of like the musical trappings of this kind of Midwestern emo style is that it's very easy to sound samey between albums. So, you know, a few bands can, you know, make it interestingly interesting enough between albums. But, you know, that's that's kind of my fear every time a band like this writes a new writes new music. I, I just don't want it to sound exactly the same. Right. Right. So I'll give you more Rombithian discussion next week. But it's all there. It's just talking about like passing out and seeing blood and being miserable and who can't relate to that. <laughs> these days? Wow. What a great story. Bless my psyche. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that it? I, I finally listened to self-titled endless hallway that you guys all listened to without me the week before. Yes. So, you know, a, a week late, but Adam finally checked out the bi-wee Al Swally from last round. Now I liked autonomy games more than this one. Ah, cool. That is, that is the only thing, a whole different, shift of vibe i almost like felt like like they got word that sunny was talking about them and listening to them they're like you know what we should do guys we should make an album that sounds like like from first to last and, and, and that's like the vibe that's like the angle they took so i mean it's not like the greatest thing ever and that one song that they do that I really like is called um, Mercy. Yes. Track four. Okay. Yeah. But you know, out of seven tracks, I gave it a four out of seven. Oh, okay. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Just tracks two and three kind of dragged. Mm-hmm. I felt. Yeah. I can, but I can, I can see that, okay. but yeah, it's cool that you, you know, like the band overall, which that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But it did have that very like, let's go sound like heroin from, from first. To <laughs> yeah, maybe that's see why if anybody notices. Yeah, maybe that's why it, you know, it sat with me so well back in the day. Because, you know, I, I, I that was like mm-hmm. one of my favorite albums of all. It still is one of my favorite albums right. of all time. And, you know, so I, I, yes. I'm naturally drawn to that sound, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's just such a huge departure from the previous album, you know, two years prior. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised by that. But that's OK. It was a, it was, it was fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to 400 pound back squat. Oh, Bill nice. Bill Murray is back to his old Bill Murray isms. Mr. Johnny Frank doing his thing, blending all the genres together and just like turning on the blender. And, just <laughs> <laughs> yep. and his soaring vocals over it. I mean, this album 
sounds like everything we've heard from him since 2016. It's still good. I still enjoyed it. They're hilarious band or hilarious song titles. Um, I gave it a six out of seven. It's mm. pretty good. 22 minutes right there. Okay. Add, and I, and I don't know. Also add another band that release or artist that released an album in 2021 that released one in 2020. So there you, there go. you go. There you go. You've already got your point it's, and a half, by the way. So, <laughs> but yeah, there was really only one track on there that I was not feeling. The rest of it was pretty, pretty consistent all the way through. Again, nothing great or mind blowing. It's all stuff that we've heard before. Yeah. If you, it sounds like if you like Bill Murray, you're, you're just going to like this one too. Mm-hmm. He gets so weirdly excited about his releases on social media, like uncomfortably. It's uncomfortable to read his posts because they're so like, oh my God, this is like the greatest music I've ever made in my entire life. <laughs> but every single album, he says that. And I don't know. Well, that's I how you rope in thing. gullible, casual music fans, bro. Worked for me, I guess. There you go. See? And then I listen to him like, well, it's, you know, not the greatest thing in the entire world, but it's still good. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, whatever works for him. Okay. So I think that's everything. I am ready to listen to some pap. Pap? Pap. Pap. Sorry. I'm, just, I'm talking like a Midwesterner. Oh, okay. Let's go listen to some pop and drink some pop. Very cool. Well, before, I mean, we don't have the, we don't have the, the, the cue to, to start, but like, oh, hold, I hear it. hold on. I hear something. My computer, is that that thing? my computer is, oh, man, it, not again. Oh, my computer is, seems to <laughs> I, be, um, not doing I what I tell it to so do. Much. It's like going against its program. Oh, oh no, not, not again. Uh, not oh. again. I'll do it. I'll go track my track right now. <laughs> This poppy virus, I swear to God. How long is that clip? Like 30 seconds? It's the worst 30 seconds of my entire life. <laughs> is it too long? Do you want me to shorten it? <laughs> I can shorten it's it. It's just so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'd rather listen to our voices than that. <laughs> Do you want me to like change it to like the, that, that, that clip that Dave made for us last year? <laughs> that one just works in, in all in all levels, really. That's true. Yeah, It works as an intro, an outro, <laughs> a okay. show segment you, you stopper. All- You've already established it. Now this is what the people want. Yeah, I guess I so. What what I want is not relevant anymore. Adam, your one complaint, your one complaint every time we do this segment is not enough <laughs> to get me to stop doing it. So I, I need at least two. <laughs> I need at least okay. two people to push me to, to change something. And then that to me tells me that two million people are complaining about it. <laughs> but um, Vote now <laughs> at Discord on your Discord app. Mm-hmm. Slash the skinny with my, Adam. I don't know what the web address is. The link is in the description below. Miss- Just yell discord app into your phone and mm-hmm. something will happen. Something will happen. Yeah. Okay. Tell, ask Siri or Google about it. I don't know. But uh, Miss Moira Rose Pereira, who you might also know as Moira. that poppy, uh, it, it released, has been releasing music for a good while now, since like 2011, really. Um, but the, and, and pretty consistently, she's been releasing you know music and films and youtube channels or whatever it is and uh and she's been kind of going through the kind of going through the rounds of the genres adam like can you can you kind of you know explain that a little bit more for people who might not have heard us talk about her in the past 
Well, the, the true puppy expert is Tom, since he brought us into this fold. So I it's all believe his fault. that he should yep. be the one to tell us. But I guess I'll just give my secondhand account of that, as I'm just mesmerized by this picture of her on Wikipedia right now. Um, <clears throat> now, back in the year 2021, uh, we were said, hey, guys, why don't you listen to this EP from Pappy? And uh, Mike and I said, fine. God, it's only like 15 minutes. And then we were both just like, what the fuck? This is incredible. Um <laughs> And I was just like, I, I started reading more on Wikipedia about her and looking at her YouTube videos. And I'm like, what's going there's, on? <laughs> there's a, there's a lore here that I need to be a part of. And there's only three albums. So I, I didn't have too much to go back on, but I just knew it was that time. Um, and, you know, you jump into that first album and, oh man, it's terrible. Don't even bother. Poppy. Um, then you, you read more. You're talking about. Yes. And you read more, you read about how like her producer, this Titanic Sinclair guy, um, you know, whatever he did to create this whole thing with her and then all the problems that they had. And then how he like, she had like stolen the identity of some other chick that he was working with named Mars Argo. And it's just like, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And I've like listened to all these YouTubers talk about the, the, the legal side of things, which was much better than actually reading the legal side of things. I'd rather have some like 22 year old person, like tell me the cliffs. I mean, everyone knows that 22 year olds Um, know everything about everything too. (laughs) And so that was perfectly fine for me. And then I just like started watching more videos and listening to the albums and everything was so concepty and artistic and I just couldn't stop. And then like it gave me weird, weird, dreams of mild erotica that made me search for weird things on porn sites. And it was just a whole oh thing. My. Like, this has been a, a whole, a whole thing. It's been a journey I've for Adam. Just, it's been a journey. I'm just now excited to finally um, break out and, 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 and see what the next chapter is at this point. Um, and I feel like this is the least concepty that she's going. I think, like this is just who she's going to be and this is who she's comfortable yeah, with and we'll, who she always we'll, meant to be. We'll get to there in, you know, when we get there, but uh, yeah, th- you're right. This does feel like it's kind of breaking away from the like, M, you know, am I a computer based, you know, pop star, but like mm-hmm. who is breaking free from her programming and release and, you know, making <laughs> music. That's the antithesis of what she was created for, you know, but yeah, th- for Did flux. Did you ever listen to the- Go ahead. Did you ever listen to the I Am I a Girl album? Yes, I listened to like almost okay. all of her discography in like a week or two. But um, it, okay. you know, I, I didn't deep dive. Like I didn't do like one a week like you did. But um, I just kind of like followed along. But uh, but but yeah, I mean, like it's it's it, and if you if you're looking for it, there is that descent ascent, whatever it is, whatever whatever you, whatever you may call it, where from where she is. If you want to look at from a concept point of view. There is that point where, like, oh, she was manufactured to be like the perfect pop star, and you know, so she released yes. like this kind of by the numbers, like it's very it, cringe inducing. Ah, eh, cringe inducing, yeah. But it also like <laughs> if, if if an algorithm were to make pop music, like this would <laughs> would, would, would would turn out right. But whether or not that was intentional or not, I mean, like whatever the case may be, if you look at it from like if you step back. And look at it from like the full story. It's like, oh my god, it's freaking brilliant! Love it. <laughs> it's like it's like a cool art project that's like taken four years to come to fruition. But uh, and, and, and then of course that that big uh, change in the right in the middle of like, I, am I a girl? And then of course uh, I disagree, becoming the the 
thrash avant-garde kind of chaotic thing that it is and then of course now we're here in flux right. and then the various eps in, in, in between of course so i feel like this will be the sound she kind of carries with for a little while mm-hmm. since she's like now being like okay guys i'm not really like a robot but i'm just gonna be an artist and do interesting things do you think so, be- that's fine yes yeah. do you think before we get into flux here uh the first track do you think this was the intention all along or do you think you know taking away from the character and the concept and stuff like that, do you think she was just kind of like experimenting with like different music, music genres until she finds something that she liked the most? I don't know. Mm. I think that like legally this was part of the agreement out of court after Mars Argo sued them. Um, Like they couldn't, they couldn't do that type of music anymore. So they shifted her into something that was completely different from that kind of pop oriented folky kind of stuff. Mm. And luckily she seems to like it. <laughs> like, I don't know if this was, this was her, her goal all along. Um, but she seems to enjoy this style. Yeah. And, and also luckily that was, she seems to be really good at it too. So, which is, which is, which is right. a, which is a plus. Um, and I think she stopped making videos as far as I can tell. I don't really follow her as closely as I should. The I'm Poppy I, I, I don't think there's any new. Yeah, the new YouTube videos. Everything I see pop up is like from years ago. Yeah, but I think that I'm Poppy it's, stuff is also supposed to co- she, when she was back with that um, manager who like she had a legal fight with. Like, I think that was part of like the allure of her music. Like, oh, look how look how kooky this is. Now she has a now she has an album. Get it, kids. You know, things right. like that. So. Get it. That might have been like what it is. Not in a cult run by Poppy. Yeah, exactly. Right. Not in a cult run by Poppy. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I mean, as as much fans as we are with Poppy now, I I think we are in a cult now. But uh, that's but you know (laughs) that's that's for our future therapists and legal experts to um, you know deal with in the past, but uh, in in the future. But uh, shall we get started with the goat urine? Start storing your goat urine, everybody. Mm -hmm. I've got lots of jars, Adam. (laughs) Adam, should we start off with the uh, title track with Flux? Flux. All right, let's do it. If we're synced up, we can start off right now in three, two, one. Title track, track one, Flux. Uh, There was a great music video uh, that accompanied this a few months ago. Adam, you checked this out with your daughter, and she thought it was hilarious. She was laughing, and it was hilarious. And I kept on thinking, like, as she went deeper and deeper into this psychedelic junkyard wasteland something scary was going to happen mm-hmm. that wasn't appropriate for a three-year-old but it didn't <laughs> it was all happy and that's all we can really hope for in this world yeah uh, music videos with a happy ending <laughs> uh the the overall concept of the song too while i like the song i think it's a very cool introduction to the album it's the longest song in the album too it's five minutes long um but poppy talked to diy magazine back when the single came out and she had this to say i feel like i'm always in flux I feel like I'll always be bending in such a way, moving and changing. Uh, I think of a rubbery kind of dancing man when I think of Flux. I see it as a positive, absolutely. Uh, it's the exploring of the unknown and the and being willing to accept the uncertainty. It can be, it can be quite peaceful actually. So, well, you know, kind of talking about her as a musician, how she is always kind of changing her sound and changing her image and things like that too. It's a good song. It is. Give it that much. Great single. I, 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 I really I, like this. I don't think I liked it very much with just the video, but the more I listen to it, the 
Who on me. And it's just got like that garage rock kind of sound to it. There's nothing super heavy yeah. on this album like on the previous one. There's some there's some okay. screaming towards the end once we get to the bridge, but like this is a very like it's this is a very catchy and inviting kind of alternative rock song. I love this chorus. Yes, it's a good chorus. Yeah, even just comparing it to the Eat EP from a few months ago, like you, 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 it sounds like this is like two very, very far apart, distinct parts of her career, right? Her musical career. But um, no, this, 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 this is just, it, it just sounds, it just like Bring Me the Horizon or in other bands like that. She seems like she's just like the type of artist who just will just re- release anything she wants. And I'm down for that. Might as well. She's reached that pinnacle of her career. Mm-hmm. She's on Sumerian, so yeah, giving her full, uh, full, full range. Yeah, she's formerly on her like her own label or self-funded label, teaming up with Mad Descent, which is a label never heard of before. Um, that was the one that she had all the problems with. Yeah, so definitely had to move away from that. They didn't want her. They didn't want her to go metal. She was like, I have to. And she did music videos about you know crawling on boardroom tables and getting in the faces of old fat cranky businessmen take that like, this is who i am now you can't stop this you're afraid of this aren't you and you're just like yes, yes I am. <laughs> i'm afraid of <laughs> how much like, this turns like, me uh, on uh, <laughs> they're just looking at her like uh this is so gross <laughs> get off my table young girl anyway it, i forgot what song that was for it's very cool how like you know you for getting into poppy's music and her, and, and and all the things that she's about like you have to kind of follow all of the avenues that she releases stuff on like the, the music videos tell a story like the albums tell a story her weird video blogs tell a story as well it's almost like a full-time job to like follow along with all the stuff that she's doing I know. and and her books apparently tell her story but i wasn't about to get into those graphic novels that she did is it, i mean it has to be like ago. from the perspective of her character though right I don't know. That's the weird thing. This is all from from 2019 era. Mm. So I'm just like, I feel like she's leaps and bounds away from that era. Right. <laughs> yeah. Two years ago. So it's like, I don't want to go back and read that because I don't even know who that Poppy is anymore. And of course, you know, this is a song that has like multiple choruses. You know, Adam loves songs with four or more choruses, and this, <laughs> this definitely checks that box. Uh, shall we move on, Adam? Lessen the damage. All right. In three, two, one. Lessen the damage, track two. Yeah, Billy Joe Armstrong shows up. Yeah, absolutely. This is like a very cool, like '90s punk sound. I wouldn't think this would work with female vocals, but it really does. She has a very unique um, cadence, very unique style as well, and because she's already built that reputation of being like, you know, strange and. Um, out of the box and just you know I'm not your I'm not your daddy's like female vocalist but uh, I, 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 I think all, all the sum of its parts fit really well here and kind of offer something a little bit different agreed it's amazing that she can kind of like do that yeah I don't know if everybody can and it's kind of weird that she's turned into one of those artists that you're just like man this is a really good artist when you go back and look at things you're just like 
there's no way this person would ever be a good artist. Yeah. And, I, and every time I listen to her, too, I, I'm always wondering if this was part of the plan. Like, was she playing the long game the entire time? Or, um, I, I think the most the most likely scenario is that because of, like, the legal troubles and the, all the behind-the-scenes stuff that are outside of her concept and her character, it just kind of led her down this path and it just kind of worked out. But, um, whatever the case may be, like, this is dope. Like, I love, I really like this album. I like, you know, even though I'm not a big fan of, like, her early music and, like, the avant-garde-ness of it and how you have to kind of really follow along the entire way to get the full story like where she ended up is really cool and like from here on out i think it's just like it, like her music following it from here on out is just going to continue oh, to be more and more screen. interesting here comes the screen <laughs> just saying that's pretty Ooh, cool. it's really good <laughs> That, that screaming sounds like it hurts, too. I know. I've never thought that in 2017, all those years ago. Woo! You know, she also did a track with a uh, with, with Fever 333 not too long ago, a, a Scary Mask. And the chaos of like both Jason Butler screaming and her screaming is just was just insane. Uh, this is track three, this is a weird song. So Mean. This is a weird song. Dude, I love this song. <laughs> I, I like this song. It's just so... I don't know. It's so simple. It is. But it's I, just the repetitive chorus. But I think what sells it is her like doing the Shirani kind of <laughs> verses here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, listen Keep closely. Cover. Every day I wake up, this is struggle. Yeah, it's like, Shirani! <laughs> But like, yeah, that really cool, like, you know, singing along with the, um, like, with the with the guitar tones here too is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. She spoke with Spin because this was uh, the most recent single that came out in August, and the song is actually about her. So in the past, I was around people who were who were less than ideal, and I had really distorted my view of reality, and I realized that I wasn't liking the person that I was becoming, and it was almost like a haze that that was cleared, and I was able to see things as they were. I was becoming a very angry person, angry mostly at myself. Uh, when, and when you're younger and you're growing up, that's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that you can take in subconsciously based on your influence and surroundings. So maybe that's kind of a very rare um, kind of like step back from her character or whatever that she shared that little oh, tidbit yeah. with her music. Hence why she would be drawn to guys like her producer. Who yes, ended up being total dick, dick and, bags. And also her current—I I don't know anything about him—but like her, her current fiance, Ghost Man. Very frightening man, no, but, that ghost man. Yes, because there's there's songs about being with like the right person now yeah, later on this album. On this album, and too. then I looked up image, Im- images of him, and I'm like, is he really the right person? <laughs> okay, <but> whatever. <laughs> they, she did a photo shoot with whatever. Ghost Main on Alternative Press, where they were both like nude and covered in slime, and like it's one of those things where like <laughs> it's a very confused boner sort of like um, yes. uh, sort of moment. I was like, you know. But of course, in my head, I'm like, oh, this is my fetish, so like, whatever. <laughs> like, I'm gonna save this on my phone for later. <laughs> this bridge I really like too, because again, it also it's it's that concept thing. How did I get, did I get here? <laughs> it's quite the scream. Quite the scream, yeah. It, what a unique scream that she has, and it really it really just adds been, that much better element. Because I've been trying to figure out like the meaning behind that little exchange where she goes back back into character yeah uh for a second and it's almost like maybe this was this was like a good a send-off 
into that old a little bit yeah but also when you know that the song is about her too like that line makes sense too right? right so we'll just let this play out and then we'll move on to track four in just a bit but yeah overall really really good song i like the song a lot one of the highlights on the album for me actually um this is track four on oh, this is the it. level. Yes. This is the love song. I yeah. found I found I found someone on the level, and then you're like, "Are you sure about that?" Because mm-hmm. he he doesn't look like he's on any level. <laughs> to be fair, we don't know anything about <laughs> Ghostmane other than his creepy look, but uh, he's on the se- the seventh level of something. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> she uh, shared in an interview with DIY Magazine again. Sometimes love will find you, and it comes at the most unexpected of times, and it's a nice feeling. That's all she has to say about this song. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yes it is. <laughs> so, you know, I, I haven't this deep not, dived. Not a, go ahead. This is not a song that I like on this album. Yeah, I haven't deep dived into all of uh, Poppy's lyrics, but um, this sounds like it's, you know, one of her very few love songs. Um, I mean, it's it's pleasant. It's a pleasant listen, especially with how cool, I, I you know, So Mean was. But, um... I mean, yeah, one of the weaker moments of the album, in my opinion. Track 4 Syndrome, if you will. Yeah, I think it's got a decent enough chorus. I like, you know, it's 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 simplistic, but it's it's something that people can sing along to, you know? I can. It's stuck in your head. And yep. And you're just like, it makes you think. I can't, <laughs> uh, I, I can't deny that, like, that the, the guitar tones, that kind of very... Uh, tremelo type picking in the background. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yes. So she yeah. doesn't like give much credit to her band. I wonder if like a lot of the musicianship was done digitally though. So you know, is I don't. I mean, I did read somewhere in here that she talked about like going into the studio with her band and like them kind of going from scratch with mm. like, nothing really planned. Um, but then there's like no mention of who her band is anywhere. So yeah, but, but to be fair, I mean, like with a lot of female-led music projects, like, I mean, this is, it is what it is, but like the focus is usually on the female lead singer. And that's true of like Paramore, that's true of No Doubt, you know, mm-hmm. there's plenty of Evanescence, right? So, I mean, like... Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette, very much so. But, uh, but yeah, so this is just kind of... It is what it is. I mean, she, this, this is this is still a product of the music industry that it, that this exists in. So, I mean, there is a band. They're probably session musicians. You know, maybe they're you know people that she plucked from you know from her connections. Who knows? But like, yeah. I mean, like, is anybody going to talk about the bassist in the band Poppy? Right? I don't know. She, she said she told Spin that uh, for all of us to be in the room together. Justin wanted to make a live record. I don't know who Justin is. Everyone knows Justin, the guitarist of Poppy. <laughs> and he mentioned at the very beginning, his exact words were, I've never been this little prepared to start an album. No. Which made me very excited. So well, Very uh, cool. So I wonder so if this is also I like a... Justin... Go ahead. Justin Timberlake, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, Justin Timberlake, famous maybe. guitarist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to let this one play out as well. Yeah, I mean, kind of a middling song. It's, it's pleasant enough. Uh, moving on to track five, Hysteria. Love the way it starts. There is a minimalist 
pop punk vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And th- this is very like so accessible too. I, I like that、um, the accessibility of this album. Like it's almost as if like, it's it's kind of inviting maybe people who grew up, who followed her with her videos back in the day or her early pop songs to kind of invite them into like. You know the world of like garage rock or alternative rock or even like thrash metal if they want to go into that realm with their other albums. But this is like a very like mellow type of alternative rock song. Like again, the chorus is very simple as well. It's got like a just a you know la 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 you know just that kind of vibe too. Love it. Not my favorite. No, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> it just kind of gives me like, like said,、uh, Paramore vibes back in their like brand new eyes、uh, era.、Mm, yes, there's definite Paramore vibes. Yeah.、Here. So you're getting your pop punk album that that we all demanded、mm-hmm. after I disagree. So it's like jump to that extreme and then reel it back slightly. Yes, but、I、there is you, still like thrash elements sprinkled in throughout throughout this album, which I, I which. Kind of really pushes it to be a little bit more unique. If this was a straight up like pop punk album, you know, I think I would have enjoyed this a lot less. When you add all that reverb on her vocals, it takes it out of the pop punk realm. Oh yeah,、and、that's okay too. So next is going to be like full on arena rock.、I、oh yeah, and that's that's another <laughs> cool thing about this album. It goes all over the place. Like we've touched upon some thrash, we got some punk, we got some pop punk, we got some just straight up pop like this is. And、um, but yeah, it, but it all fits. It, you know, she is the glue that fits all of this、um, music together. So yeah, so not feeling this one too much. This is not much. Okay. But this album, like most of her stuff, has been very like seventy-five percent ish、mm-hmm. to me, and I've always felt that they're like five minutes too long, consistently. Yeah,、so、some of them are like, like get... the perfect length. I think Hysteria goes on like a minute too long. Just one minute. All right, so let's move on now to the song "Her" in three, two, one.、Uh, apparently, this was the first single. And I did not、yeah. know that until I listened to this album. So I will be. I know that I listened to it at the time it came out. Oh, okay. It was just like I had no idea what to make of it, so I didn't. Just the one time, I like this song now.、Mm-hmm. I don't remember liking it back in yeah. July or whatever. Yeah, and it's very you know because it fits the whole、um, you know aesthetic of the of the album as a whole. So you know it, it, it you know in the context of that record is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, there's a lot of、uh, you know. This song is very. People have speculated. I've read online that this is about Titanic Sinclair,、um, and kind of how he. She she talked about、um, how like she was trapped in this mess and how she had to like dig her way out of it and how she just kind of figured things out as as they came along. So,、um, you know, if so, if you dig deep, there's some you know hidden depth. In the lyrics of the song here, because I mean, when you look at all that legal stuff, it was like the way that Titanic and Poppy treated Mars Argo after like Titanic split from her.、Mm-hmm. It was pretty bad. Like they made a lot of videos that were like directly making fun of her in certain ways. Yeah, which is pretty shitty. And it, it really was. And like, it sounds like all that stuff was pretty legit. Like there's there's videos that like were taken down. Um, that went way 
into details yeah. about domestic violence and stuff like that. Um, so for her to break away from him too was like cool, but at the same time it's like, yeah, you were like part of that. So I yeah, so it's it's, it's it shitty all around, but like you know, so there's yeah. so there's some like baggage as far as like this this whole situation is. You know, I guess so. The song is just talking a little bit about that. You know, it's it's, it's, it's kind of steeped in right. metaphor a little bit, but uh, yeah, quick some quick little song, two minutes nine seconds, just you know, it's we'll good. so we move on next to uh, Bloom by Nirvana. In, in Bloom. Yes. In Bloom by Nirvana. This song's just called Bloom. I like this song. It's got like some cool like industrial kind of vibes, right? Got some bass and drums. It's a little industrial. Huh? It is a little industrial. Yeah. But I've been listening to the, the king of industrial. Yeah. This doesn't this, this doesn't meet up with that yet. <laughs> Would he approve that? But though? I know <laughs> he might. He might. <laughs> so yeah, this song I don't know anything too much about it, but yeah. it's, it, it, it's pretty good. Just just reading up on the lyrics though, it does just kind of feel like, you know, coming into yourself, blooming like a flower, like just like the chorus says, I bloom like a flower, and you took what I gave you, I I took it back from you, and now like a flower, I'll mm. bloom. I'll bloom. Maybe kind of following up on I the mean, lyrical no, themes of her, perhaps. I mean no girl's ever written a song about this before. No girl has ever written a song, period, Adam. I think that's what you're trying to say, right? <laughs> Man, I am sexist. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out to me. No, no, I'm just kidding, of course. <laughs> but no, this is cool. I like this song. Yeah, it, it has that That's, that's really... where I feel she's breaking away. She's doing her own thing. Yeah. We have to just accept that. So far, I accept it. You know, maybe it also kind of talks about how like she kind of went into fame like pretty early on in her age too because you know she was doing the oh, videos yeah. and music stuff like before she turned 18 and stuff. 16. 16, yeah. yeah. So maybe this kind of talks on that as well. So, you know, not a lot of her music gets in... kind of introspective and she you know she's It's doing... a weird Go ahead. It's a weird thing when it's like you know you're going into an industry pretending to be a brainless automaton yeah like most people but again is that like all her or is that titanic sinclair kind of pushing that on her as well like who knows i i think she i think she was pretty self-aware like playing that role okay and then like as that role becomes you there's probably not a lot of the positive feelings that come from yeah i would hope so whatever the case may be i'm so happy i'm i'm famous for being a you know brain dead moron you know who happens to to sing songs yeah like i can't i can't you can't carry that on like for the rest of your life but whatever the case may be though like whether it's pushed on her whether it was an idea that came from her the fact that like she was still able to weave it into this cool narrative of her character breaking out of that and like you know going her own going going down her own path and blooming if you will i think that's still like it's still worth giving her credit for right Exactly. Cool. So let's move on then. We got a couple more tracks to go. This is the next track. Three, two, one. As strange as it seems. Talk about some industrial vibes, dude. That fuzz. Poppy Poppy says to Spin Magazine about this song. 
when we're recording this uh when we're recording this in the studios i got chills that one in particular is special to me this one song in particular i really like the vocal harmonies in that song it's just very spacey a song that you want to drive to and also cry to this is like a hardcore like driving in the fog type of sound <laughs> i'd be very frightened mm-hmm. with this in the fog I like this song alright. Yeah, this is like this has like just the right amount of like reverb on her voice too, and I do love that spacey vibe, that that constant hum of the guitar in the background. Very effective. There's a track on the Choke EP. I don't know if you ever listened to that. Oh one yeah, I did. Not. Yeah. Yeah. I have most of her music on, on my phone. Yeah. The the one where she talks about meeting God and all that. It's a similar vibe. Similar vibe on this song, just much less concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one's, a, you know, this album as a whole is, is a lot more introspective. You know, it's a, there's a lot more high concepts in her previous works, which is cool for what it is. But I'm glad that like she's now talking a little bit about herself, maybe maybe in character, out of character, whatever the case may be. I'm gonna go just purely human being now. Yeah. Like now she's she's finally allowing people to know more about her yes. background and her her real name. They tried to like cover all that stuff up on the yeah. internet for a long, long time. But like so now we finally ask cool. the question, why is Poppy? You know, we've always oh, wondered yes. who is Poppy. No one's ever bothered to ask why is Poppy and how is Poppy. We now finally know. Now we know, and she's blooming. She is blooming, blooming as strange as it seems. <laughs> So let's move on now to the final track in three, two, one, never find my place. Whether that be musically, whether that be in life, doesn't matter. Maybe sometimes none of us ever find our place. Ghost man. <laughs> whether your whether your place is in the arms of a weird, creepy man who looks like the character of a Guillermo del Toro, Toro movie, we'll never find our place, you know? I mean, as long as she's happy, and it's hard to imagine him treating her better than <laughs> Titanic Sinclair. But again, I'd we like don't know anything that about Ghost Mane. One of our listeners is a huge <laughs> fan of Ghost Mane's music. That's true. That's true. So maybe he sings about like being really respectful to women and treating them as equals and all that. I stuff. would fucking love that, dude. It, it, like knowing what he looks like. <laughs> Like his whole fucking image and shit. Like I want his whole music to be like positive, like pro feminism. Like <laughs> women always have a choice. Don't let a man tell you what to do. Man, he's got a lot of albums. <laughs> yeah, he's just one of those guys. Uh, this is what Poppy says to Kerrang Magazine. Uh, just just a couple weeks ago when she talked about the album. You don't have to know all of the answers and keep seeking your place in the world. You need to ter- you need to look around and accept uncertainty, and that brings you inner peace. I remember listening back to that song and being in tears because I felt for once I was able to say what I wanted. That's nice. That's something we can all enjoy. It's good stuff. Ghostman's first album, Booga Booga. <laughs> <laughs> what year does that come out? Twenty fifteen. Nice. Booga <laughs> Booga. <laughs> Well, Adam, now that we're hearing the final song, we're kind of we're kind of mellowed out now. We're gonna we're kind of kind of let this song fade out while we talk about our final thoughts on Poppy's fourth studio album, Flux. What did you think overall, bud? It's it's. 
pretty good. It's right on the same plane as all of her other stuff. Um, nothing super duper blowing me away, but it's still enjoyable to listen to. And yeah. I'm kind of glad that we jumped into this artist. Yeah, it, it, a very unexpected um, album from an artist that like I only know of because back in the day my daughter like came across her I'm Poppy videos and was just like, hey dad, check out this girl. She's just saying I'm Poppy for like three minutes. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, that's weird. Anyway, so, you know, not knowing <laughs> like a it. few years later that I would be listening to her entire discography and like super enjoying like the ebb and flows of it and the whole story leading up to this point. And yeah, what, what a... I'm glad you... I'm glad you didn't in 2017. That was a bad time. Yeah, I think if I did, I would have like immediately wrote her off. I'm like, okay, well, it's weird, and she's doing a thing, but it's not for me. So, mm-hmm. that's the end of that chapter. Mm. Love this bridge, dude. By the way, Ghostman has eight albums since 2015. Oh, d- just came out this year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're EPs or not. None of them are called Ooga Booga otherwise. <laughs> oh, Ooga so that's not two. actually... I thought... That's the... No, no, the first one is called Ooga Booga, but none of them are called like Ooga Booga 2. Oh, okay. The rest of them are. 2 Ooga 2 Booga. <laughs> he has like 17 PS. What a great way to end this anyway. album with this super intense blood-curdling scream. Mm. It's good stuff. Yeah, this is definitely. So I'm gonna give it a. Go ahead. I'm gonna give it a six out of nine. Okay, that's fair. Leave it, leave it where it's at for that. Yeah, enjoyable for what it is. You know, the overall story of Poppy and her music and her ever evolving sound is fascinating to check out in retrospect. Uh, like Adam said, you know, maybe checking it out as it was happening maybe would dry on some people's patience. You know, especially if you're not really into that type of avant-garde art pop. But uh, yeah, the, the, where she is now makes me very excited for her music in the future. And this is definitely an artist I'm going to be keeping an eye on. She is somebody I like keeping my eye on. hey That's okay. I'm a respecting women kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I love nude photos out. of Ghostmane. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always looking for women who sing songs who look like that <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying who knows what's what's going on adam move on Where before you I? keep digging this hole <laughs> nine inch nails mike nine inch nails before you keep digging these nine inch nails about... until you're back <laughs> do you want to go back in time mike let's go 30, back in time 32 years ago a young 23 year old man named trenton esquire resner of the third of Antioch, I don't know what his full name is, but <laughs> um, he created a band that was kind of, you know, a, a conglomeration of a whole bunch of different projects that he was in. Ah, there we go. Michael Trent Reznor. Michael Trent um, Reznor. I should change my name. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Um, but that's interesting. That's his real last name. It's so perfect for the type of music that, that came from mm-hmm. him. Um but yes, 23-year-old Michael Trent uh, came out with an album called Pretty Hate Machine. Now, if you can imagine 1989, and then you hear it, you know, what's what's roaring up the charts in 89? You got your you got your hair metal. Guns and Roses, off the baby. Shelves, your, your white snakes and your motleys and your, your 
I don't know, MC Hammers making the name. And then you throw on this track, Head Like a Hole. I mean, single number one. I mean, that song is so good, even all these years later. I don't know if you like that song very much, but I sure did. I have always really enjoyed the singles. Um, I mean, save for like, you know, that Fuck Me Like an Animal song. But like all like the other singles that Nine Inch Nails have ever put out. I'm like, man, what a a vibe. What an atmosphere. Love it. Yeah. So I I always knew like, well, I like that Head Like a Hole song. And I like Hurt from the next album. But I should probably listen more. Um, and then, yeah, then there's Head Like a Hole. Terrible Lie is a really big song for them that I know I was very familiar with. Um, it's a terrible lie. And all that, like. Oh, beep, that's boop, them? Beep, boop, oh, that's beep, cool. Beep, boop, yeah. Yeah, that's track two right here on Pretty Hate Machine. Nice. Um, and then Down In It. And um, that is a song where he's like, I was up above it, but now I'm down in it. And that was a song that I've heard a hundred times and never really, I don't even think I knew it was a Nine Inch Nails song, but that is a good song. Yeah. And this album is pretty good. It does not fit in 1989 one bit. I can't believe it actually became pretty popular. Um, I mean, it went to number 75 on the charts and obviously kind of catapulted them where where the next phase of the career goes um, into um, fucking like animals. But this is an interesting thing because this is, this is very different than what downward spiral becomes. Like this is just, you know, beep, boop, beep, boop, <laughs> kind of Depeche mode, very David Bowie esque from what I read. Like that was a huge influence for him as well as like a ton of other electronic artists that were big in the eighties like bands that I've kind of heard of, but didn't really know anything about them. But apparently Trent Reznor was like all about that. And I'm really surprised that this guy doesn't have like a terrible abusive past kind of story. Like he grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania and was like very sheltered, lived, grew up with his grandparents, I guess. And then he just like said, and then, you know, I started watching a lot of TV and I kind of got this idea of what the outside world is like from the MTVs and all that kind of stuff. Interesting. Just like, <laughs> he has a very warped view of how he <laughs> interpreted media um, when you get into this. But yeah, he doesn't have like a crazy like past. So that's interesting. But he did have a lot of like, he played in the freaking marching band in his high school. And his band teacher said he was like a, you know, fun loving, nice guy all through high school. <laughs> so it's like, really <laughs> the guy that inspired the Columbine murders. I'm very confused by yeah, this. But goth, we'll more goth icon, <laughs> Trent Reznor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had a really pleasant ch- uh, high school experience, oddly enough. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's some dark stuff here. This album is good though. I gave it an eight out of 10. Cool. Dude. I, I was, I was, I was down in it. And then I was up above it and then back down in it again. I feel like this is going to be um, a common thread checking out this band's music. Is that how forward thinking they are and how mm-hmm. they're just going to take right turn after right turn after right turn. Thus, beca- thus going full circle on like the fifth album, you know? I'd like to believe that. So I was doing more research. I found out that there was an EP called Broken that came out in 1992 that apparently got nominated for a bunch of Grammys, Oh, oddly enough. Um, and I was like, well, I might know some of these, but then I've, I've been listening to it now since Wednesday, and I don't recognize any of these songs. Okay. Um, 
but it's like kind of a transitional album. There's a couple of cover songs on it. There's an instrumental track on it. It's like, you know, eight tracks at 31 minutes. So it's kind of long, but um, apparently, yeah, the song wish was like a Grammy nominated song. And I did not recognize that one at all. So um, that's been at least an enjoyable thing to process so far because when you get into downward spiral 1994 which i'm also listening to right now it's like ooh, this is this is the beginning of it and uh the beginning of that nine inch nails established (laughs) sound you mean everything that you heard like in the late 90s into uh, in that industrial it was like this is the beginning of that Mm. this is its whole this is this is its whole thing it's very different from pretty hate machine apparently there's a concept here i struggled to figure out what the hell is going on besides just i'm a miserable asshole who's going to eventually die um and yeah and then i like i read like oh hey dylan klebold like talked about this album a lot in all of his journal entries oh good oh that fuck face <laughs> so, exactly so it's like like he he wrote about himself from the perspective of the protagonist in this album. Mm. I don't know if there's a protagonist at all, but (laughs) the main (laughs) Um, character, but it was very, the main character. There you go. So other than closer and hurt, I don't recognize any other songs on this album yet. It's 65 minutes. There's a lot of filler here. Um, So it's probably only about 45 to 50 minutes. If you cut out all the filler Um, by filler, do you mean just like, Maybe, and maybe like four minute, four minute songs that are just noise, instrumental really stuff. Anything. Yeah. Is that the yeah, case so for like most of the songs though? Like, is, is the songs just kind of like messing around no, with not messing around? like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm exaggerating. Right. But, but like messing around with like, um, <laughs> uh, instrumental stuff sounds. and digital sounds. And then once mm-hmm. in a while put lyrics over it, or is it pretty consistent yeah, with like, like song structure? No, it's all over the place. Okay. It's all weird sounds. I, I don't even know what to compare it to prior to, I mean, cause everybody took the sound afterwards to make the industrial revolution of the late nineties. Um, but so this has been interesting to listen to and I'm just like, okay, it, I, I think I get it and hurt still a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't know if I'm going to really like that much else here. <laughs> so I guess I'll find out with a few more listens. So, yeah, interesting stuff nonetheless. Do you enjoy the original uh, version gonna, of Hurt, or do you think Johnny Cash did it better? Um, I like both versions. Oh, sure. I don't think Johnny Cash strayed too much from the original, besides just making it an acoustic song. <laughs> right, yeah. It, it's very much tonally <laughs> very much the same, yeah. Yeah, but there's a lot of interesting layers on the, the album version. Because I'd only you know heard on the radio or otherwise but the album version it's like you can hear all of the all the other weird little things that they added to it underneath the surface mm-hmm. i'm like oh this is kind of cool um but again there's like a minute and a half of just like at the end the song should only be about four minutes long but it's six minutes here on the album oh fun <laughs> before the album ends <laughs> so, so that puts it at about the hour mark like so uh, what it what, speaking of its length like is it like paced well they did you feel the length at all adam's listening to the end of the album right now (laughs) (laughs) it seems very long but when i skip over things like that i'm like oh this is just you know a nice 45 to 50 minute 90s album okay which is what i'm kind of used to but 
I, I might like more songs later. I can't really tell you right now. Cool. But enjoying so gonna, your journey so listen. far? So far, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know about that yet. All right. So for this week, I am listening to the Nova Twins. Oh, cool. <laughs> I need yeah. something to balance this out. <laughs> I've been meaning to listen to that album for a long time yes. since 2020. As made popular and, uh, and by, their, um, by their feature on um, Post Human from last year. Yes. And then Rombithian, again, complete antithesis of Downward Spiral. Um, but that, that's it. That's all I'm going to listen to for this week. Nice. On top of the, bro- the broken EP and uh, this interesting journey. And God, Closer, what a dumb song. I freaking, <laughs> even even in the context of the album, like I just have this memory that's of when I'm take. like 15. Like there was this friend of my friend Chris that we were like driving in his like 1987 Camaro. And, you know, in, in 1995, it was still not a piece of shit car, but like now, obviously, it would be a terrible piece of shit car. Right. And he just like had that song on repeat in his car over and over and over. And it, it, it's six minutes long. And so just when it finally ends, then that bing, 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 you're like, oh, God, it's finally over. And then it just starts off with repeat. And we must have listened to it like 10 times in an hour, obviously. Well, of course you have. Just bad memories of that song <laughs> yeah like, oh, man, he listened to it in the worst this. context imaginable <laughs> 87 camaro over and over again for a straight hour exactly it's dead to me with some guy you barely know <laughs> his name was aaron that's all i remember but that's that's all i have to say so mike tell me about the journey of the week for you ah, and your super best friends. Super journey. best friends list continues to roll on and on and on. This week, I am checking out <laughs> my fifth uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers album. This was the highly anticipated, highly hyped, by the way, from 2002. I was in middle school in 2002. And uh, my goodness, you yes. cannot get away from some of these big rockin' singles. But let me tell you about those singles. Let's, let's get those out of the way. By the way, Zephyr song. Um, which ones am I missing? <laughs> uh, Can't stop. Can't stop. Yeah, that's a great song yeah. too. My God, that's those sad. songs are so freaking good. Just like the rest of this album. Whew, this is a man, great I... album. You were right about saying like <laughs> this is their best. My goodness, does this album mm. incorporate what every member of the band does so well? You know, it's arguably some of their strongest songs mm-hmm. of their career up until this point. Um, you know, even all the big singles, they don't feel played out at all. Like I love the opening track, by the way, I love Zephyr song. Mm -hmm. Zephyr song is so cool, dude. I, that's like one of the ones that I just don't like. Oh, really? So just kind of, it feels so hokey to me. It is pretty hokey, but (laughs) dude, like it's, it's like one of those earned pop songs. Like, you know, we, we, we're, Mm -hmm. we're going weird. We're going funky. You know, we're, you know, we're doing what we do best here, but like, let's just write a jam, dude. Let's just write a radio Mm -hmm. jam. And this is like a good radio and, jam. And even on the three tracks I don't care for here, Frashanti finds a way to make them somewhat interesting mm-hmm. still with some of his guitar stuff. Yeah, so, the guitar tones yeah. are just so interesting and and unique and like they like they have like and 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 they're what, outside of the box kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I don't think you're going to hear this anywhere else. Like this is just purely just purely unique to him at like the, the the exact moment 
of like bliss within his life that was there, like after he got clean and they kicked ass on Californication. And then he just like kind of went further into everything that was good in his life at that point. And like, it's this transcendent thing, you know, when you listen to it. So yeah. And there's like, a lot there to deep dive too, as far as like, you know, the story with Prashanti and like the, that, in that journey, like the, the high off of Californication and bleeding perfectly mm-hmm. into like this album and this album, just picking up right where Californication like left off and you know it's like I said like like I continue to say like the it, it showcases everything that this band has done well so far John Frusciante included right and exactly. you know you know Flea's kicking ass at the bass I mean but you expect that by now and you know and Anthony Kiedis right. is just you know he's singing really well like some of the lyrics are still kind of like okay this is weird <laughs> like he, like <laughs> yeah but he's his heart his melodies are like the best ever yeah maybe Californication is better, but still he's at the top of his game here. This is the best you're going to get with, with lyrics, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, we, he's going to throw in his style, but his, but his melodies are going to be very good. Yeah. Is his, his weird kind of <laughs> offshoot, like, you know, and, and being a lover of dance, Gavin dance is kind of like prepped me for this. Right. So, you know, it, there you go. Yeah. There so like go. if, if I can love dance, Gavin dance and their wackiness, like why can't I love Anthony Kiedis and his weird, like, by the way, like lyrics that don't make any sense. <laughs> Someone's gonna clip that. I know. Whatever, whatever's going on 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 can't stop. It's just, yeah, it's just all it's so all, cool, all though, dude. But then you get hit with something like like the tracks three through five are some of the most incredible songs. I mean, we'll get to eleven through sixteen in just a minute. But um, I, I mean, I can't listen to those like three tracks without just like having this immense emotional reaction mm. um, that all kind of culminates on don't forget me. And then of course for you, then going into Zephyr song, that must feel pretty good too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's like, interesting to hear you say, because like, you don't like that song. So, you know, you, you kind of get that kind of break and like, you know, probably wait until cover cover on. Right. But like, yeah, I, I love Zephyr song. Can't stop's a good one. Like can't die for you. Oh man, I just had a great time with this album, dude. Like <laughs> all and the way through. I always forget how good Midnight is because usually by that point you're like more than a half an hour in, and you're not expecting anything great at that point. Mm-hmm. And then that song just right when that guitar just takes off. Yeah, dude. And yeah, and it's so cool. Like hear like like this is a good album on its own, right? But like hearing that progression from you know Blood like blood sugar sex mag- or mother's milk and then blood sugar sex magic like all the- and like kind of right. a misstep with hot one hot minute in my opinion but like just hearing that oh, progression yeah. <laughs> like, like hearing this band like get better and better and get more and more mm-hmm. like used to each other's Pretty musical fine. style and like kind of like blending it all oh, and knowing how well like john plays with flea and how, you know how good like chad mm-hmm. smith like keeps everything together and of course anthony doing his anthony thing but he's like but he's not missing a step like it's just so cool this, like i love and it this is where the harm the harmonies take on a whole otherworldly kind of thing my favorite thing to do is like go back and just hone in on on for shanti's vocals you know with you got like ketis's in the background mm-hmm. like make Prashanti is the forefront and you listen to where he's at in comparison to where Anthony's at Mm -hmm. and like listen to it that way. And it gives you just like a whole other mind altering perception of the album. Yeah. It's really cool. And now when I sing, 
So when I sing the songs, you know, since I memorize most of these, like I sing them in Frashanti's parts. Cool. <laughs> and so, so I'm like at that level, and then like I can I can hear Anthony Kiedis's level right there, and it's just like it's so perfect. And so, tell me about tracks 11 through 16 for you, since for me they are uh, like Cabron. Right when you hit that, that Spanish guitar, baby. Yeah, that so Spanish that was guitar. a huge shock. Like, you know, we're, I was like, oh, we're introducing <laughs> these elements now. But and then knowing like the title is cover on, it's like, okay, cool. So you know, lyrically, nonsense. But like the song <laughs> itself, it's just so. It's like funky, but like in a classical sort of way. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, I am, I love this song. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, oh, I don't like. Yeah. You know, I, I don't relate to anything like in the song, like lyrically, of course, but like I can just like groove to this song. Again, it's that dance Gavin dance kind of. I mean, he's just kind of. He, he's just wanting to be friends with the hardcore cholo yeah. guy in the park that's always staring him down. I mean, that that's what the song is about. Yeah. And, and come on, dude, we can get along. Everybody's cool here. You just be cool. And, you know, living in Southern California, <laughs> that's something we can all relate to, right? There's like those hard, those hardcore <laughs> cholo guys we say at, in every parking lot. It's like, hey, dude, if, you know, mm-hmm. if, I'm sure there's a lot just, we have in common, bro. Like, you know, we'll just, we'll just be friends, you know? Exactly. And then Terror is like the harmonies on that song and especially on the chorus when it just hits and it's like for Shanti's like eight part harmonies, just like, ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm way up there. Um, on Mer- Mercury is such an incredibly like fast song right there. I love singing along with that thing. Um, the, the guitar on minor thing, when he hits that solo, it always just like, I always like, I don't even think that it's there because that song is so hooky and you're just singing along with it. It's like, and all of a sudden it's just like, yeah. Yeah. So effortless. Oh, so good. (sighs) Venice queen, man. What a, what a, what a closing track. I tell you about that closer, Mm. man. And it like, it starts one way. It ends the whole other way. Yeah, dude. Ooh. Yeah. Almost like right at the midway point too. It's like two different, it's like two separate songs. I still always feel like I have to defend this album from like the people who hated it back in 2002. Why do people hate it? Because it was, it was, it, it was such a dividing album. It was like, oh, they're just only doing radio friendly songs. Now they're just one of those stupid bands, blah, 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 blah. They have three um, radio so, like, hits. <laughs> I know, Out of but they're not doing, they're not doing suck my kiss and all that stuff. Oh, okay. So the, obviously they, they sold out now, man. Um, so, but no, like luckily now, nearly 20 years later, I can put all that stuff behind me and just look at it from the pure, perfect piece of art, nearly perfect piece of art that it is. And I'm very happy that you enjoyed this because obviously it was in the back of my head like, I hope Mike likes this because I'm going to feel really stupid if I'm just like, no, dude, it's, it's really good. No, I, don't, I don't know what about this you would think I would I would not like. Like, did you think I would right. just be like one of those fucking fools? I was like, oh, but like, I liked him better when they had bad yeah. songs. Right. I, I, I kept on thinking like, there's no way he's going to be like, oh, this is too radio friendly. Like everybody thought it was back then. So I'm like, no. I mean, arguably, like by no the way, is like probably the most radio friendly Red Hot Chili Pepper song that's ever been written. It's- it's the the thrashiest song on this album. It is. It's <laughs> so. the heaviest too, but it's got that kind of like right, right. you know very hooky chorus. Like it's a very it's a very mm-hmm. sing along type of song. Like every like as soon as you hear it once, like you you already know the lyrics and you can sing along to the chorus, right? But mm-hmm. like yeah, but like right. that's is that a bad thing? No, nope, not at all. So like coming out of Californication being as important of an album that was for me, like this this album just like like magnified that like wow this is like one of the best bands ever at this point so um 
even though I had to defend them so much. But then, so now you're going to go into Stadium Arcadium. Yes. Yeah, so four years later. So what's a, a up with this break. album, and why is it so long? Because this is a band that writes a lot of music. Okay. And they finally decided to just put all of it out there. There's, 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 there's thirty. They were going to make this a triple album, Shit. but they opted to to put the other. I think there's like eight or nine other tracks that got released some years later um, that I, I know I listened to you got them for me at one point, but I never really like dove into them. Cause I just, I don't know. I, I just didn't. Um, so yeah, the, but yeah, the, this band always has a ton of stuff. Just think of the, the I'm with you album. And then they released all of those B sides. Yeah, the sessions. Like, they, they just, yeah. And then Frashanti was working on all of his solo stuff yeah. at the same time. So there's a plethora of music. So were they released at the same time? Um, like the, yeah, yeah, wow. it was released at the same time. Um, so for me, it's going to be interesting for you to listen to this one just one week removed from By the Way, where I spent four years with yeah. By the Way being I've got the album two hours of an album to listen to now. <laughs> so, I mean, if you want to take it one one disc at a time, I guess you could, like the Jerry Cantrell. Sure, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, there's a lot to digest here. Um I'll but see. I'll me, see how the like, pacing ex- is. And if, if it's if I'm if the pacing is feels quick, then I'll just do both at the same time, mm-hmm. and you know, I'll, I'll play it by ear, I suppose. So this one for me was like, I'm expecting the biggest grandiose thing now. Like my my expectations were super duper high. So they were when I finally heard it. It's it's probably right where it's like a. a half step below by the way mm. it's like it, it it doesn't take you to a to another level but it just kind of keeps you in that same place with everything and now you know after absorbing it so much through all the years i've gained more of an appreciation at the time i wasn't super excited about it kind but of a quick turnover too born from 02 to 06 i mean that was a long it was four years. Oh, I'm sorry. I got the years wrong in my music player then. I have, by the way, listed oh, as 2004. My bad. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, so this is appropriate then. So, yeah. I mean, there's there's some really, really, really good songs on these two albums. Um, and I've, I've very much grown to appreciate it, obviously, in my top 10 of 2006. Um, but again, for me now, it's a, it's a 24 out of 28 for this double album. 24 out of 28, (laughs) folks. Look at that. So each one is a 10 out of 12. I just know that at the time when I was expecting more, you know, my expectations were not met. So I just like, eh. But yeah, it it, it definitely got better and better. Maybe to save time, since both of these parts are 14 tracks, I can just play them both at the same time. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I'm sure it'll line up. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then now, and then last year after like jumping into all of Frushanti's solo stuff and then going back to this album, like it gave me a whole other perspective that made me appreciate it even more. So um, now it's like, yeah, one of it's, it's, it's still really, really good. Oh, they're with Rick Rubin on Um, this one again too. Still. Yeah. yeah, This was their, I think they stayed with him through I'm with you. Okay. Um, And that's why the getaway was so bad. Oh, ouch. (laughs) <laughs> yeah 
yeah, he was there on I'm With You. So I hope that you enjoy this one as well. Yeah, it's I a lot of music, do. but um, uh, but I'm enjoying, like, I, I'm, I'm steadily growing to like really enjoy this band's progression and their, their overall sound and, you know, and, and the way that they've evolved and, you know, kind of gotten to know each other as musicians and played on those strengths. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go in this right. one. Just, you know, just trepidations because it's so much, you know. Right. So I think listening to Frashanti solo stuff and listening to these albums at the same time is probably a good thing because you can get that like perspective. Yeah, it's almost as if like the John Frashanti stuff is like hearing him like kind of try out new ideas while like, you know, mm-hmm. for like the Red Hot Chili Peppers almost. Um, speaking of which, The Inside of Emptiness. Oh, yes. Which sounds like <laughs> the Inside of Emptiness. Which sounds like the title of a song that you and I would have written back in our first band. But <laughs> but uh, <laughs> exactly. yeah, this is the my fifth John Frusciante album. Uh, 2004, right? The end of 2004 is 2004 Trifecta. This one, yes. This was October of 2004. Cool. Yeah, so the last one was June two thousand four. For me, it felt like very much on par with the will, uh, the will to death. Uh, very, you know, overall enjoyable elements. Um, I, 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 and his vocal range seems to be expanding, which is strange because like Man. his last album was just like a few months ago. But um, I know I'm, I'm sure he recorded like all this stuff at the same exact time, more or less. Yeah, it has to be right. So because so, it's also he's close to like one another. Chunked it up. Yeah. And like, I, I always forget how heavy this one is. I always just think like, oh, his solo stuff is so like nice and calming. But then like, oh no, there's like two or three really heavy tracks yeah. on this album. Speaking of which, that really... 666, that features Omar Rodriguez Ooh. Lopez. That is a chaotic, yes. beautiful, That's awesome. beautiful mess. <laughs> I love, I love every Man. second of that song. I know that album, this album ends so well. Cause like interior two and scratches, mm-hmm. yeah. like just rounded out. So well, but yeah, six six six. I, I I'd forgotten about that track from last year. It's so cool, wow, dude! It's so a cool. cool song. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, the John Frusciante Josh Klinghoffer album from November of two thousand four. Again, quick thirty seven minutes, seven tracks. Um, like I said, it probably would be good as a gym album. It's pretty short. It's pretty consistent. It's got like an eight minute long. Uh, instrumental track to start it. And Those then, are always fun for pumping iron. <laughs> and then like two super heavy for Shanti tracks and then two super soft Klinghoffer tracks after that that kind of don't fit and I'm not a super big fan of those two tracks, uh, but they're okay. And so then this like... This is A Sphere in the Heart of Silence? Yes. Okay. Yes. So um, if you feel like you got to spare 37 minutes along the way, I mean, it's nothing like mind blowing, but it's still really fun to listen to. Now hey, if I have to split up Stadium Arcadium into two weeks, this might be mm-hmm. another way to pad out the, because I wanted to end the uh, Frashanti and Red Hot Chili Peppers albums at the same time. So there we go. Let's throw it up. Throw, a, se- throw cool. a second one in there. Because I was thinking, listening to I'm With You and then Kill Em All by Metallica, I was like, that's going to be kind of weird. Nice. It's going to be a weird, weird week for Mike. <laughs> so, but but I'm, I'm excited to hear you jumping into to Curtains this week. It's my favorite of the uh, Frashanti solo stuff. Very cool. Um, again, it's, it's, it's low-key. This is purely just folk, very acoustic guitar-driven stuff. Um, only 33 minutes, so pretty short. Well, that's um, good because, like, I, 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 at this point, listening to 
his solo stuff, I kind of want like I, I kind of want it to, you know, mix it up a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an interesting palate cleanser in its own way, and I, yeah, I think from what I read, like he recorded this in Omar Rodriguez's uh, apartment, just sitting on the floor, and they had uh, some other lady come in and play drums, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and, and Omar provided some guitar elements to it. Yeah, this is my this is my favorite of of the journey. Um, and then we'll talk more about the Empyrean the week after. Well, that gets me very excited. Can't wait. Yeah. So I'm very happy that you're fine. Again, I told you this band like accidentally became good. Like <laughs> when you listen to those previous six albums or, or so leading up to Californication, you're just like, I don't know if this band was really my thing, right? Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Leading up to it. Yeah. Especially like yeah. starting it off. I was like. Adam, are you sure I'm going to like this band? You know, I know I like some of the singles, of course, but you know, if this is what I have, if this is what they have to offer, then this might be a a long seven weeks. <laughs> exactly. So I'm glad you're getting there. Um, but yeah, that's all. I, that's all. That's all I got. Are you listening to anything else this week? Because I got no other new music. Um, well, for this week, uh, I'm listening to this band, Dying Wish, which was a recommendation over from our friends in Discord. Uh, they're they're a f- female-led hardcore punk band uh i'm enjoying it so far but it's i feel like it's a little too long for the style of music it is i mean it's only like half an hour but like Mm -hmm. i would have liked an ep of this but uh, so it's you know it's one of those things where it's it's enjoyable and i feel like i'm gonna enjoy this as i'm listening to these songs pop up in a shuffle or something like that but like at, at, at this point in my life like a whole half hour of this album is like all right I've I've heard enough. I'm heard I've heard enough at about the twenty minute mark. So but yeah, check it out if anybody's interested. Cool, cool. So I'll just be figuring out how to not take a gun to a high school this week while listening to Downward Spiral. I know it's hard. <laughs> I know that was the I know that was the argument in, in court, but uh mm-hmm. <laughs> Adam, I think you have some good willpower. <laughs> it is interesting because like his next one did not come out until September of ninety nine. So it was like five years in between albums. And I know he like got into drugs really heavy and had to go to rehab and all that. Um, oh, so he waited until he was famous to get to like yes. be a bad boy. Okay. Yes. And then like Columbine happens April of 99. New Nine Inch Nails album, September of 99. I mean, fun. Are we? can we say like marketing or what? Very timely. Very <laughs> timely. So I can't really say I'm going to be enjoying this journey, but Pretty Hate Machine was a pretty good album. Yeah, um, it sounds like it's, it sounds like you're going to enjoy like a lot of parts and maybe appreciate it for its forward thinkingness. But yeah, I've, I, I I'd be very shocked if there's an album in here that like is a is a must listen or or you know a high recommendation from you. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Well, folks, that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our thoughts on the many albums that we checked out. Uh, we'll probably have an uh, an episode for next week celebrating a big boy's birthday over here on on our way. Uh, yeah, so we, we we have we have like a uh, long trip to the football stadium. Did you just say uh? uh. <laughs> Age is just a number, my friend. You know, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I'm still 23 for life. Exactly. You know, <laughs> listening to the Nova Twins. You know, 
listening to mm. artists who are older than you, like the Nova Twins, right? That's right. So <laughs> old, so ancient. <laughs> but no, we'll, we'll 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 think of something off air to 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 do for um our little road trip over there, and, and just put something out uh, just to have some episodes in the feed um speaking of episodes um maybe if you're so inclined check out the the dorkiest podcast we'll have an episode next week which we're going to be di- uh, deep diving into the mass effect trilogy uh for those of you who have checked out uh that podcast thank you very much uh and if you enjoy it you're welcome yeah thanks adam <laughs> did you enjoy our talk about fi- the final fantasy franchise i sure did and how many final fantasy <laughs> games have you played um none <laughs> cool I think i'm I glad might... to hear that it worked <laughs> there, were there any in the early 90s because i know a friend yes. played one but it must have been like you know final fantasy one or something so in so in the u.s uh the numbering system was weird because they didn't bring all of them to the u.s so in the u.s final fantasy 4 was released as final fantasy 2 and final fantasy 6 oh. was released as final fantasy 3 <laughs> I'm so glad that you know these things. It's amazing to listen to you talk about this stuff and be like, wow, Mike knows all this stuff about music. Like, you know, almost everything that I do. Right. But you also like have this immense logic of video game. Like, I don't know how to keep all that in one brain. It just doesn't well, compute. You're the exact same way with <laughs> professional sports, dude. Like I, like just like how your daughter looks at you like on her belly with her, t- with her, with her, with her legs up and like hands on the chin. Like I'm the same yes. way. Every time you talk about, every time you geek out about sports, dude, I'm like, need, how you retain I, this information <laughs> decades worth of information in your head. is oh, fascinating to me. I'll just make sure I put my clothes on the next time I do that for you. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, so well, thank I, you. Oh, go ahead. I always feel like you and Daniel, like you're going to, you're going to splinter off into a full on music discussion. One of these days, I feel like it's going to happen. Cause I can tell like you want to, but then you guys just keep coming back to video games. I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. Well, like, maybe I one day you. I'll just kick you off of this show and have Daniel oh. come join me. And like, well, I mean, and if you get mad at me, you're the one who planted the seed in my head, buddy. <laughs> no, I have, do, there's uh, nothing do I could do. I, I can't do anything except scold you on discord. Like, that's I can't just, true. Like, you do I, nothing I behind this. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not throwing shade at you, but you do nothing behind the scenes, no, other than join even, the show. I don't even know how to start my own rival podcast to, to try to take you down. I mean, you can record it on your phone, but then like listen to it. It's an audience of one, basically. <laughs> but no, but th- uh, thank you guys for anybody who's checked out the Dorkiest podcast, and I, you know, I'd love for anybody who enjoys it to um, go share it with their friends. Because again, just like this, just like this show, kind of plateaued at like the few number of vis- uh, listeners who have been listening to that show not much growth but um I'd, I'd love for more people to listen to it that'd be great we put a lot of uh, hard work and effort into that show i know i do I, I i i have to produce two podcasts now it's my own fault i'm not saying it's anybody's fault but like I've, i'd love for like some people to check it out anyway that's enough of that but uh for what where can people reach us uh the discord is in the description below um i promise it's working this time uh, we have an email address at the skinny with Mike and Adam at gmail.com. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the Twitter at, at, I'm sorry, at the skinny pod. And I'm on Instagram at Mike wears Prada. And I think that'll do it for this week. So for my co-host, Adam, I am your co-host, Mike. And like we say every week when, you know, Maybe we've heard some subliminal messages on some mm. albums that tell us to not do some nice things, you know? <laughs> All I can say is we are poppy. 
We are Poppy. <laughs> Finally, it's not just her. She's not the only Poppy. We are all Poppy. Now. Finally, in 2021, Poppy <laughs> is now the friends we've made along the way. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> See you, folks.